Hello, Matt. Hello, Dave. How's it going? It's going okay. It's going okay. I am back from Comic-Con. Yeah, how was your Comic-Con experience? Well, you know, have you been? No. Okay. And you were texting me earlier in the week saying, we got to do a show down here. Yes. But then I got a sense that maybe things took a turn. Well, I... You know, if it happens, it happens. Sure. I mean, we, we're not in the business of saying no to anything. No, of course not. But um, it, uh, it's, well, all I can say is finally the people who enjoy superhero movies mm. can finally talk about it openly and, and, and congregate and right. mix and mingle with each other. Because it's normally so underground. It's very underground. And they're so shunned by the kind of mainstream culture. Exactly. Like, well, like Marvel movies. Yeah. Who, are they, who likes that? Right. Who sees right. that? Well, <laughs> not anymore. They found their people. Not anymore. Get yourself to Comic-Con. It is, um, it's like the Super Bowl, hmm. but like everyone's dressed like the Suicide Squad. Like instead of, <laughs> instead of a jersey, it's, yeah. you know, you have a full, you know, you're Negan with the bat from, uh, uh, the Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, a lot of people in in costume. Uh, a lot of crowds. Um, we did a panel that was so 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 much fun uh, for Sci Fi Wire. That was just like talking about the '90s and stuff. It was it was great, mm-hmm. but it was it was also it was the first thing on a Friday morning. Um, and I I just I guess I didn't think to ask how many people were going to be there, right? Until the thing started. So, um. So we go out and we had like Eliza Skinner and Milana Weintraub and, and um, Jason Mewes from the Kevin Smith movies and whatever. We had a really good panel, Orlando Jones. And uh, and it was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I go out on stage and it's 5,000 people. Like it's <sighs> packed to the back wall, largely because the thing that was going to be after us was the Veronica Mars panel. So I think people came in to get a good seat for that. Mm. Um but and it was great. It went super well. But I was so immediately thrown by the size of it. Yeah. Even though it was a generous, you know, crowd, it was. It still freaked me out. I, also, as everyone knows, there's big crossover between Dave Holmes fans and Veronica Mars. Fans. Obviously, I mean that's just a known. We all thing. know that. Yeah. That's why they scheduled it the way they did. They're no dummies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, then trying to walk the floor, it's literally just shoulder to shoulder with you and minotaurs and like, and everyone's waiting in line for something and you're maybe not even a hundred percent sure what it is they're waiting in line for. And maybe they're not a hundred percent sure what they're waiting in line for. There's just something there's signings and there's They're going to show the Picard trailer down there and there's, you know, whatever it's, it's just utter bedlam. And, um, yeah, if you, if you like crowds, mm-hmm. then <laughs> ask yourself, a follow-up question: Do you like those crowds to have uh, fangs and capes, right? And be Sailor Moon? If so, if so, absolutely, get yourself down to Comic Con. Now, did you get any celeb sightings? Uh, did I tell you this or no? No, um, I didn't know if you were pimping me for this or, or not. But oh, uh, I am a little bit. Okay, actually, yes. Hotel Hotel Jim first thing in the morning. Henry Cavill on the elliptical. Wow. Yeah, Superman doing light cardio. And you do you because you're not part of this underground nerd culture. You weren't aware that he had played Superman in several feature films. He, I, it turns out that that is yeah. No, I knew him from period dramas. He um, no he I I just like I walked in to to like get some of my jitters out before uh-huh. before my panel, and there he was on the fucking on the elliptical, and then like three on other the elliptical go- on the elliptical. I know you would imagine him that bench pressing so or something. pedestrian, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, on the elliptical, texting away, and he looked fat and. He is sloppy. So gorgeous. It hurt my feelings. It's 
too much. He's very tall. He's got gorgeous blue eyes, rude. shoulders for days. It's too much. Very rude. Uh, and then a bunch of like guys who have like the face of a TV nerd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just kind of like a like a gentle face, but just a ridiculous body. So they're probably on some you know, CW network right. show that I'm not familiar with. Uh, also, Taron Egerton at my gym, at my, my gym, my hotel. Saw him a couple times. Great. Handsome. Great. Jason O'Mara. Saw him a couple times. Who is Big, that? Big, tall, handsome fellow. He is uh, on The Man in the High Castle. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was, so that aspect of it was, was enjoyable. But the rest was... Um, uh, I think, you know, once I, once I happened upon the church with the giant sign that said, spoiler alert, you're going to hell. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, maybe. And also any bar or restaurant within a multi-block radius was like rebranded for, you know. Hey. Pennyworth, the new show about, uh, you know, Batman's uh-huh. uh, butler. Uh-huh. So finally we can explore <laughs> the origins of Batman. Um, it was, it was, it would, it was not for me, but it was fun. The job that I was there to do was enjoyable. It, I mean, sounds like hell, and yet, and yet, would love to be asked. Yeah, absolutely. I bet we could do a hell of a panel, and we'll be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, and just just prepare yourself for a, a giant crowd, Oof. and to and to be competing with, you know, the fucking trailer for you know Doctor Strange's Cabinet of Wonder or whatever <laughs> will be coming out next year. Hey, speaking of handsome actors, yes, uh, we've got a good one today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Our guest is actor Scott Evans, ah. uh, who started out on One Life to Live, and mm-hmm. we get into his whole soap opera origin story, yep. and has gone on to do a ton of other cool TV and movies, and um, he's such a delight. He is a charmer and a fixture on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you're listening to, listening to us on the Stitcher feed, which you should be, oh, yes. um, we have just launched Momophilia, our spinoff. Um, we had a great first episode with June Diane Raphael. Yep. And with- Matthias Roberts. Matthias Roberts. Um, our, we'll, we'll just go ahead and spoil it for, uh, for Monday. Uh, a woman named Greta Schiller, who d- uh, directed the documentary uh, before Stonewall, mm-hmm. which is incredible. And then also our friend, who turns out to be an incredible ally, uh, Morgan Walsh. Yeah, who uh, who has a, uh, a nonprofit called Gender Nation, which uh, which aims to put uh, uh, queer and trans affirming books in uh, in school libraries, so yes. that kids who need them can find them. She's um, a true hero. If and you want to hear both of us, all three of us cry. You got to get a Stitcher Premium. Yep, this is the episode for you. Real you got, quick, you got to pay for that shit. We don't give it away for free. That's right. But and we should tell people. I will we'll say this in ads too. But that if you want to get a Stitcher Premium subscription, uh-huh. jump over there and you can use the code Homophilia and you'll get a discount. Get a free month. Yeah, that's what's up. Scott Evans coming up. Well, we're back with Scott Evans. Oh, we're back. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm wonderful. How are you guys? Very good. We were just talking about a job that you just got, and I wanted to start rolling immediately because you started talking about on-screen nudity, and I was like, I want to ask yes. about this, but I want to make sure we- We get it on. We get it on. We, on, we on record record. it. Yeah. yeah. Have you 
done on screen nudity? Um, you know, it's it's so funny. I, I for for so many jobs, it's like everything that uh, I've had up to this point hasn't necessarily been you know nudity allowed. It's been you know whether it's daytime television or regular television, yeah. and now this next project is Hulu, and I guess you know Hulu, you can show whatever you want. It's, it's the Wild Wild West, yeah. and and I and I think going into it, they probably just assumed like, oh, you should expect it. And I hadn't read the script or anything, and it wasn't normally. It's in the breakdown of the character. It's like this person will have to do this, this, and this. And if it's uh, even down to like the little things where it's like there might be some um, male on male kissing, and I'm like, are you okay with that? I'm like, I'm very okay with that. I, I welcome it. It's, yeah. You know, I have a boyfriend, so this is like getting getting paid to be naughty. Yeah. I hope he's not listening. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so th- it wasn't in there, and now there's just this whole big thing where they're like, oh, he's fine with that, right? And it's you know, you don't want to be like rude about it so nudity yeah. is coming in this new it job. could it could be we'll see but we'll tasteful see. always tasteful. T- artistic yeah it's yeah. like you know they'll it be pushes like, the story for fog and yeah. lights and everything great he's doing the new season of red shoe diaries yep. yes so oh, uh, i remember growing up to that sure david duchovny that was you know free show time in my house oh boy good night mom and dad i'm just gonna watch you know nickelodeon david duchovny has an eternal appeal yeah one hundred percent. Does he? <laughs> oh yeah. That well, has because faded it, for me, really has it faded? It's just. I, I mean, it, I think it's just the memory of it. I mean, so does Elizabeth Berkeley in, in Showgirls. I used to like just right. watch that because that was always on Showtime. And just be like, please show me a penis. Yeah, <laughs> it never did. No, oh, well, yeah, it was a bummer. Yeah. Are, are you watching Euphoria? A lot of penis. I, you that. know, I, I am not watching Euphoria, but that's literally all I see people post on a daily basis. They're like, wow, they're really, they're really giving us a lot of a lot of crotch shots. Yeah. yeah. So I, I might, I probably should. I'm just realizing this is like the third. time. I've mentioned that there are a lot of penises on Euphoria. Yeah. I don't. I don't. But I that's don't, the thing. That, I'm sorry to seem so excited about that. I'm no. not. Well, it's, it's, just, it's HBO, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I wasn't there. Like, a, there was like a big thing with Game of Thrones. It's like we sure. just see boobs every episode, and people were like, "Show us the dicks." You know. Yeah. You know, Did they ever do that in Game of Thrones? There were there were a couple, I think. Yeah, mm. I was in and out on that show. But the penises in in Euphoria get top billing. It's dicks and, and Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. All right. I mean, is there, it Zendaya or Zendaya? I don't. I've heard both. I don't know. Isn't there a singer named Daya? There's or is Daya. it Daya? I see. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I couldn't I don't know. Dana's <laughs> furiously Googling. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. Have no fear. Um, you mentioned daytime. Yes. And I would talk to you all day if I could about ABC daytime. I mean, I have answers. I <laughs> Any Robin Strasser dish you want to just was, check I mean, out? everything. Like, I, Robin Strasser, I, it's, I, I didn't watch soap operas before I was on one. And, yeah. and kind of getting thrown into that world, it just truly is, like, as crazy as you see, as people make it out to be, the yeah. behind the scenes. It's just, and not to mention, you get, like, it would be like a Monday, and I'd get 40 pages of script for the next day. And it's sort of like, we're going to do this, we're doing this all tomorrow. Like, this yeah. is, and people, you know. There aren't just, you know, some days if it was too much, you lay your script on the ground and you take like a dramatic pause and look down and read the line. Mm. People uh-huh. are shoving scripts into couches. So it's a cut and you read it. And sometimes it's like one take. And I remember there were times where I would like, somebody called me by the name Scott as opposed to the character name. And they're like, we got it. And I was like, I, they, they, said my, they said my name and it aired that way. And I oh was my just God. like, it gets to a point you got to do five hours of television in, in you know, a week. So it's, yeah. they just kind of move pretty quickly. And wow. this was like your first big gig. This right? was this was like straight out of straight out of college. It was like a five episode thing, and then they brought me back, and then it just kind of kept coming back. And I think a little bit into it, they were like, "Well, what would you think if like we made your character gay?" And I was like, "What? Well, I mean, that's fine with me. I I have a job. You're gonna keep yeah. me around. I, I just yeah. I will do anything." Um, and I, I, the guy that they were 
also uh, on the show, um, the guy the guy that played Kyle, uh, Brett Claywell, they told him they were going to make his character gay. And I just remember he, like, pulled me aside one day. He was like, well, how do you feel about this? He's like, uh, and, like, was kind of, like, you know, kind of caught off guard. And eventually I was like, well, before I let you keep going, I was like, I am gay. And he was like... <laughs> Oh, and I was like, "Oh, you didn't know this is." Yeah, I'm like, "This makes me feel all right." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but then it turned out it was great. It was like that we had the the first same sex sex scene on daytime television, and which was a, a very cool moment, which I had no idea was happening when we were shooting it. But it was which was a non nudity sex scene. It was, it was daytime. It was daytime, and it was non nudity. And me, even when they were taking my shirt off, trying to cover myself up with sheets, being insecure, and just sure because you know, on a soap, it's like literally everywhere you turn, you bump into an eight pack. Yeah, and I was like, oh, hi, I'm on this show. I have a pack. I have something. <laughs> something there. What did it actually look like? We're just is my eight pack. No, no. Yes, but the apex. And are you just? Is it just two heads and necks above sheets? Um, no, it around? was. It was. Uh, it was actually that was a New Year's Eve episode thing as well. That's um, it was like you know there was candles and there was clothing coming off and making out and then it was like kind of in the bed and. I think there was a little motion, a little movement, and then it kind of just scrolled up and, and clicked to us waking up in the morning. And it was assumed that yeah, yeah, yeah. we sealed the deal. Which we wow. Did. Yeah. How did straight castmate? He was great. News? It yeah. was like, it, it uh, from the beginning, we became very, very close and very good friends. And every scene was like, was something where there was involved, kissing involved and, and I love yous and there was weddings and everything. And then he ended up having another guy that he had to kiss. And he's just like, I'm kissing everybody on this damn show and I'm the straight one. And I was like, you know what? It's, you have a job, so it's yeah. fine. But he, he ended up being great and we still are friends and talk all the time. And on Father's Day, we had a kid on the show and on Father's Day, I'll send him a little... Happy Father's Day text. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's adorable. I know. I mean, once you are a character in day- daytime, it's kind of hard to remove yourself, isn't it? Uh, well, that's I, that was like towards the end of right when One Life to Live was kind of wrapping up. and yeah. Or not wrapping up, but all like soaps as the world turns and guiding light were getting canceled. It was like kind of this scary thing. And once you're, I think once you become like a soap person, and I, I thought at that age, I was like, I should, I should get out now. And they like had offered me a contract, but I was like, they weren't going to give me like outs. And then, so I said no. And then it got canceled and it was the whole thing. They would have had to like pay me for the contract, which I'm like, oh, ah, nice God. I know, but I, you know, it's, you can do anything in soaps. You can come back with a new face and yeah. they, they cast and, and they truly do. I, one of my, my roommates at the time when I was on it, every time we'd get the scripts, he'd be like, can I run lines with you? I need to know what's going on. And then we started like watching it and I would just see the other storylines and it is just truly, truly wild. And when it comes to like, you know, the, the, the fans, soap opera fans, a lot of the times they have trouble separating and I would yeah. be walking down the street and people would, people would, yeah, people would get mad at me. They would just be like, oh, they were like, yo, you fish. And the character's last name was fish. And it's like, yo, you on my show. You, what you doing with Layla? And I'd just be like, I don't know. What am I, what am I? It's not me. I promise. It's, and they just get mad. Yeah. And, and also the things they're reacting to you did months ago. Yeah. Well, and I'd be like, I don't know. What are you, what part are you at? What are yeah. we, what are we, what, what did I do to Layla? Yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. Well, and then like being, I was a cop on the show and so that's always, you always get questions. And I'm like, I don't, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I can't help you. How difficult is it for the actors to separate themselves from their characters? Uh, you know, there is like, it's it's so crazy because I think people that have been on, and I well, I guess maybe, you know, Robin Strasser, who has been sure. on the show for so long. It's just you, 
and her character just you I think Dorian and Robin kind of there were there were times yeah. it just kind of meld together but she well, was let, just like let's set it up for for the listener and okay, possibly yeah, Matt please. and Dana so Dorian was kind of she was a bad she was a bad gal mm-hmm. right she was sort of maybe you're Alexis it was her and, and Vicky oh, and Erica right. Slezak was like the nice like, was the uh, crystal yeah yeah um, she took a brief break to go on Passions and play Hecuba oh, who was wow. the like the even worse witch than the witch who was on the show right oh now. my goodness then she came back and played Dorian again also brought I guess she was the one who brought Tuck Watkins onto yes. the scene as well right yes. he was the much younger like dreamy boyfriend oh. anyway so a bad a bad a scheming older lady mm-hmm. not even not older but like you well, know, eventually like, became the lady. mayor yeah. like it was of course when I was, it was yeah yeah there was a lot going on so was she would she carry herself in that way on set she just well, she just did you get of, slapped like, she just I didn't get slapped but like you know there was a it was just kind of like in the air like if I was like in a scene with her not not anything she did but like she, Dorian was on set like Robin yeah. was on set it's sort of like I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut because you never know if somebody's like trying to remember a line and I sneeze and it's like get him out of here and it's yeah. like, you can't get me out of here this is like I have to do the scene with you oh, um, no but it's just like you could feel it like like some of them that have been on the show for you know 17, 18, 19 years when they come on set it's just sort of like cool this is like people know you and I'm yeah. with you and it's you know it's like that when you work with, with anyone that's like someone you've grown up watching or like living knowing and just being like yeah. how am I standing on the same set as you sure but then you get your Erica Slezak who's who's not only Vicky mm-hmm. but also her her other personality Nikki she had a she had a, a multiple personality yeah Nikki was a was a hooker yes right Nikki was a bad girl. Vicky was kind of upstanding. Well, and then her daughter Jessica, sure. Jess, later on seasons when I when I was on it had yeah. Je- had two had Jess, uh-huh. Tess, and Bess. Yep, I think they were like uh, multiple. She, she sure. developed the split personalities. That well, runs in the family. Oh yeah. So yeah, so Vicky had Nikki, but then also was a teenage boy named Tommy. I think was there. Yeah. She was a she was a teenage boy in one of her wow incredible yeah <laughs> they, hey it's it happens but then she would pull it together and like go back to being. The publisher of the whatever the she paper was, was. Like she, yeah. you know, the most popular woman in town, and sure. she and her, she honestly like was just truly so talented. Like it would just even just the quick little scenes you'd be in. I'm like, oh wow, you're really you're great. Yeah, you're great. I wish like more people would see you. And yeah, just, yeah. When when Vicky became Nikki, but then had to impersonate Vicky, you could tell. Oh my oh, god! You know what I mean? It was like these two are layers. true skills. Absolutely, <laughs> that, that only happened in soap operas. Yeah. <laughs> They're tackling mental illness. They're attacking first uh, same sex oh, ev- everything. Uh, yeah. 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 Scenes. Yes, they had Ryan Felipe as the first he like, was. Gay character. Yeah, I think. Oh, first wow. gay teen. First gay teen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are there any present day soaps in your own pop culture diet? Anything you're watching, daytime or nighttime? Um, you know, I my what I watch in terms of like television, I watch literally. My boyfriend always says he's just like, do you watch anything else? And I try, like when he's around, if he, I'm like, I send him to bed. I watch my true crime shows. I watch mm-hmm. anything true crime reality, and then I also. I think my my main soap operas come or my soap opera feel comes from the Housewives. I watch oh, all Housewives, God. Vanderpump Rules. Great. I just started watching that new Hills reunion, which I want or the new Hills show, which I want to be more soap opera y. And I'm like, come on, you guys. Bring it out. It's Where not, is it? If you yeah. had it. Yeah. But they're all, they're all a little too, I hate to say it, but mature, it, I, which well, is shocking. It's like a mature version of them. It's that's, like a, a mature yeah. Spencer. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, that's, the, that's what it is. Good but, as it gets, mm-hmm. which isn't much. A but crystallized also, yeah, Spencer, yeah. Literally crystallized. Yeah. So wait, do we get a, do we get a grown up Justin Bobby? Yeah. 
Wow. Well, he's still pulling some stuff, just not okay. on screen, apparently. I never watched that like, show. I just yeah. love that there's a character named Justin Bobby. Well, and, he, and when I first watched it, he was like the, he's, I mean, he's still good looking. Yeah. He was always kind of like the brooding mm-hmm. rock star, like mysterious, the, the one that everyone's like, ooh, who's that? And you're like, this is a reality show. Yeah. But because Kristen wouldn't be in it and um, the other one wouldn't Lauren, be in it, Elsie, Lauren yeah, wouldn't Lauren be in it, right. now we're pinning all our hopes on Audrina's Audrina's the star. As She's the star, the star, which is asking a lot of me as a fan and of Audrina, I think. Yes, as <laughs> she a the performer, one? it's like yeah. She's a little limited, I sure. would say. Well, I, I, yes. Well, and she just like had a kid and is getting a divorce, and you think like, okay, this could be dramatic, and just like she talks about it, and you're like, all right, yeah. okay, what else, like was that what else? Going all right, on? okay, yeah. But I did see a. Because Misha Barton is in the cast now, inexplicably. That's interesting to me. <laughs> Which is, I'm happy that she's doing well. But I did see. Uh, doing well? The Hills. I mean, that she's Working. holding it together. Yeah, job. It's, it's, you know? she's, it, trust me. I know. It's she's holding it together better than Vicky, Nikki, and Rick. You know what I mean? Yes, she's yeah. totally. able to remain composed on camera. But she had a. She had this um, face-to-face with uh, Perez. Perez Hilton, which as somebody who has had moments of... Were you a target? I was. And, you know, it's just like a lot of of things that have happened in my life have been in the public eye, not necessarily because people knew who I was, but because of my brother. And so it would just like always be, you know, Captain America's brother did this. And he just was so... He was so awful. So watching that scene with her kind of come for him, even though it kind of turned around and he got angry being like, I just swore on my kid's life that I would take it all back. And you're like, okay, but you did it. There's just He did so many things like outing people and, and just coming for people and telling people's private lives and releasing text messages and videos and doing all this shit. It was just like, come on. Yeah. Like you, it took you, he did, and he did it for 10 years, 10, 15 years. And so now it's sort of like, once this big acceptance of an apology, it's like, I'll take the apology, but like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have much forgiveness to give. Did you ever get an apology? Uh, I didn't. And I actually, hmm. funny enough, I worked with him on something last summer where I did this little project in, in August and he was coming in for like a day and he just was there. And I just, I just didn't even say a word to him or, or talk to him, but he was there the whole time, like on his computer and mm. like, just, you know, acting, I guess. Is there forgiveness in your heart for, uh... of course there's forgiveness in my heart. He's, he's, he's a good man. Scott Evans. <laughs> so he is. Scott Evans is a good man. Well, yeah. Um, how are you feeling about housewives of New York? As it comes to an end? Um, I mean, I where we were about to hit the we're third about to do third reunion. reunion. Yeah, I, I did, did. We get all the information about like Luann had another relapse or another moment. It's hard to keep track. And yeah, and Ramona, I guess was it in the preview or did we already see it? Where she's just like, yeah, you. Uh, I, I think you're still drinking, yeah, and it's just like, said. all right, let's get this out. I mean, this season was New York. It never um, disappoints. No, so. But I think they gave us so much during the actual season, unlike Beverly Hills, yeah. that the reunion is a little lackluster because it's like, what else do you want us to say? We, we already we talked about left all, it this all on stuff. the field. It's like we've talked about Bethany and Dennis, and like you know, Ra- Ramona's just—I mean, she's losing it. And yeah, she's the target, I think, of the, this reunion. But did she have it? I'm—I've never been the biggest New York person, but she seems like she was 
out of her mind Who? from the beginning. Ramona? Ramona yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I, she's, uh, she's a wacko. A yeah. true like, monster. But a, but a lovable wacko because yeah. they all still forgive her. And, you know, she's the apologist, they call okay. her. She just. Interesting. Yeah. And good TV, someone that you love to hate. Well, yeah, like, that's why I watch it all. It's like, you know, you watch this stuff and you're like, all right, look at these crazy people. Do I do, I do this stuff? I think sometimes. You have an inner housewife? Um, I, you know, you never know. Get a couple of drinks and you're arguing with somebody. If somebody, you know, you don't want somebody to burn you. I'm sure if I had a couple of drinks in me and I ran into Perez, I might have an inner housewife. Mm-hmm. Have you? I ever, don't hold that I, much. <laughs> have you ever been in a bar fight? Uh, I've never been in a bar fight, uh, like physical bar fight. I think I've. I think emotional I've had, bar I think fight? I've had a, a few hold me back verbal you know, you, you don't you don't mess with my friends. You know, mm. I am a very, very loyal friend. I've, I've thrown one punch in my life, and it was when I was 19, and the person, not at this person, but somebody who's my best friend now, we were, at, thought we were dating at the time, like, going to try that, but now we're best friends. We were kissing on the street, and this guy walked by and spit on him and said, faggot. And it, I just kind of, 19 years old, and just kind of, he was real, this guy was little and like really, really drunk. And I was like, I, this is my moment yeah. to shine. Yeah, and yeah. I took a swing and he landed and he's like, you stupid fucker. Like, and I was like, and the guy that I was with ran inside and got our like dorm security guard to come out. It was very dramatic. But wow. it, 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 you know, they don't talk about how much it hurts. And I've never punched anyone since <laughs> yeah. then because like yeah. my hand was truly in pain for, for a long time. You didn't have to punch it. No, I could have just actually like probably pushed him a little and he would have fallen. He was so drunk. Still, yeah. How but he spit on so he you spit. He deserved said, it. Yeah, he was oh, get it. Hey. Very chivalrous. Um uh what is on your uh phone music wise? Oh, this is like this is the worst question I get when you're like at parties and they're like, Hey, plug your phone in, like playlist. I'm like, no. <laughs> I am I am a 12-year-old girl that's into musical theater. Like, that is uh-huh. any kind of, like, Great. girl, pop star, or or musical theater. It's, like, truly... And the only times I've ever put my phone on shuffle, you'll get, like, a, a Justin Bieber sure. or, like, an Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's, like, times are hard for dreamers from Amelie the Musical, and it's like, uh-huh. well, how did this just come on? That's I don't beautiful. Even, I don't even have that. That's beautiful. How do you feel about the Cats trailer? Um... You know, I am stealing opinions on this because I was I was so confused on how I felt yeah. about it. I was never like a huge Cats fan, and I want to love everything about um, you know m- uh, movie musicals because I want more and more, and I want them to keep doing well. But I saw somebody post something about it that was just like, "Listen, this is not f- for pe- like non theater people like judging this. They're like, this isn't for you. This movie is not for you. This is it's not supposed to be like Lion King where it's CGI cats it's, actually yeah, yeah. doing it. It is. I did see uh, a really funny tweet that said something about like I-, I don't think the people who made this movie realize just how big cats are. Because don't, they, when the they're size like, is all over the place. When they're like, they're like roll off a couch at one point. I'm like, that is the size of a mouse on that couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like they're on a bed jumping around. I'm like, yeah. how big is that bed? Yes. Trying to just like stack up and reach a doorknob. Sometimes and so, they are very big. Sometimes they are very tiny. Some it's, cats are kittens yeah. and some cats are large. Yeah, but it's not, it's not Taylor that. Swift These are very that. different scales. Yes. Yeah. It's well, and Andy Blankenbuehler is like one of my all-time favorite Broadway choreographers, and so mm-hmm. that for that alone, I will go see it. I will love it. I will I'll smoke some weed. I will go yeah. enjoy it. I'll eat some popcorn. I, I, I just you know, I hope it's not going to be one of those things where it gets 
It could be incredible, actually. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. say it. it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. All-time favorite Broadway musical. Uh, la, 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 Let's say three. Uh, top three, Man of La Mancha. Ah. Um, oh, my God. This is uh, kind of tough. Oh, no, no. Man, uh, Aida is my number one all-time. Man okay. of La Mancha is number two. Um, and I won't say this is, like, my, my third favorite Broadway show, but it's the third show that I've seen the most times on Broadway. I saw Legally Blonde 16 times. 16 times? Wow. Yes. And truly... You know it. If you don't know it, the music is actually spectacular. And I think it helped that there was a guy in the chorus that I I had a huge thing for. And you could get like the front row $25 tickets, but you'd have to like get up at like 5 a.m. on like a Sunday and go wait outside the box office. And I would. Um, But Aida, I saw them. I saw 21 times and that. I I just tried to start something on Twitter the other day being like, when can we get a revival with Cynthia Erivo? Like playing Aida, like I, it's what we need the most That's in the world. That's a great idea. So, somebody get on What's that. the last Broadway show you saw? Um, I just saw uh, in New York. I went and saw Wicked when I was there over New Year's, but mm-hmm. that was last time I was in New York. But I saw here. I saw Dearman Hansen. I saw the Falsettos tour. I saw Waitress here, and love them all. I, I, it could be like a comedy. It could be nothing. And at the end, I am bawling my eyes out. The power of theater. I yeah. cried the hardest, though, at Color Purple. With uh, oh I saw Fantasia in it. And I was never like a huge Fantasia person. I was like, I guess I'll go see this. And during the bows, I was, I, I, I don't, I was like, this is, a, how am I, I was convulsing. I could not believe how hard I was crying. It was kind of embarrassing, but... You know. Is there a movie you have seen as many times as you've seen Aida or Lady Twister? Bob? Twister? Yeah. With a, Helen Hunt? A, a full yes. gas from producer. I Dana. know. Why is that bad? I know. It's my favorite movie of all time. Is it what? really? Yes. Oh, Helen nice. Hunt is like my... Like my goddess, but don't I you just, don't you sleep on Jamie Gertz? I oh come on, she's oh, the right. we got cows. Oh, she's room. like she's <gasps> the greatest. I have to call you back. We got cat like she just she Billy. It's it, the movie. I have like I keep a list on my phone of in case I forget of movies that I could always watch. Like if they're on TV, I'm gonna keep it on. Or if I'm in the mood, I will put it on. Titanic is one of those, which is such a bummer because sometimes it's on TV in the beginning, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm I'm here for the next That's three it. hours. Yeah, yeah. Not, if there are commercials go, going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but my, uh, it's funny because my my boyfriend is ten years younger than me, and so I have a list of movies where that he has never seen and like needs to see, and we just kind of uh, every time we watch something, it'll just kind of be like, oh, these graphics, and I'd be like, you son of yeah, like, it's fine. Appreciate this is, it. This is this was made in 1993, and these graphics were unbelievable. Yeah. So calm down before you were even born. So I hope he's been impressed by Twister. Um, uh, I, you know, full confession, we put it on and he seemed tired. And so I was like, we can finish this tomorrow because I don't want you falling asleep. And we never finished it. Mm. And if he's listening, yeah, I haven't forgotten. Yeah. Wow. Um, even even with the with the tornadoes growling like caged animals, they're so they're so good. You don't know what it's like to see it miss this house and miss that house and come after you. Wow, oh, it's and Helen Hunt is just like literally every, like Project X is one of my favorite. Like with the monkeys sure. and Matthew Broderick from growing up, oh, no. Helen Hunt was just I feel like in girls just want to have fun. Everything that I loved oh, that my sister yes. made, I, I just make Did, it out with their hand. I just oh. she was my my girl. Did not, you watch Desperate Lives? 
No. With her and Doug McKeon. Well, now it's on my list. Well, it was a TV movie. Well, now I'm finding it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could probably find it on YouTube, I bet. Um, but it was, it was a TV movie about the dangers of drugs. Oh, Diana Scarwid oh. was a, an ambitious young teacher. Um, uh, Doug McKeon and Helen Hunt were brother and sister. They both got into drugs a little bit. Oh, my goodness. She has a boyfriend who's like this hot 1981 guy. Oh, right? yeah. And he's making acid. We're led to believe in in the school chemistry lab, oh, and he puts some like during on his, school hours. During school hours, oh wow! And she and it's up on the third floor, and she's you know she just wants to please him, and so he puts some on his like finger, like here, and she snorts it because I guess they don't know. You like the writers acid? were that, were not one hundred percent clear. They on were snorting drugs. acid, yeah. yeah. And she immediately flips out and jumps out the window. Oh, it's an iconic scene. To her yeah. death? Yeah. No, no, no. She oh. lives, but she'll never walk the same way again. Of course she will. She jumped yeah. out the window. The yeah. best thing about Helen Hunt then and now is that she was always 50 years old. Yes. She was she, she always had that voice teenager. that was yeah. just kind of like, you know, just like kind of smoken up in the top. Uh-huh. Oh, I just love her. And then mad about you. She's so funny. <laughs> I love best. this. Um, I do this forever. Let's take a break. break. We'll okay. come back and talk about more Helen Let's Hunt. Let's do it. And we're back. We're back. We're back with Scott Evans. More Helen Hunt time? No. Um, I mean, we could. Scott, how long have you been with this boyfriend? Um, uh, we just hit the year mark, or I guess the year mark in the beginning of June. And now it's kind of like that weird timing where you say like, what do you say now? Just like over a year, like 13 months. It's like, like yeah, baby, yeah. when you have a baby, you're like, yeah. my baby is 29 months. And uh-huh. it's like, well, how old is two and a half? Yeah. Yeah. When do you stop doing months? When you stop counting? But this is new enough that you can definitely count the months. This is new enough and longest enough or the longest for me. I've, yeah. I've, I've never uh, had a relationship that's reached the year mark. So wow. how did you meet? Uh, he moved here, uh, and moved in with a friend of mine, uh, and I, I didn't know him or whatever. And I got texts from three, at least three different people saying, like, have you met, uh, Huntley's new roommate? And I was like, no, either like, you're going to love him. And I guess he was my type or whatever. And he was, and then I stalked him on, uh, Facebook and added him. I was like, oh, welcome to town. I heard you're new in town. And he avoided me a little bit. I think he, uh, there was, uh, there was some extenuating circumstances where like, I had gone on a couple dates with a friend of, of his that I think he felt weird about talking to me, uh, but, but I pushed and pushed and pushed. And finally I trapped his ass. So, well done. Yeah, Nicely was, done. I got him. I know. What, what made him your type? Uh, he is, I, I like short, shorter guys mm-hmm. and he is five foot four. And so I think that's what they, what they first saw when they, you know, when they looked down and that's what they first uh-huh. thought to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to tell anyone to listen to this. They were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he, if you're five, four, you've been called short. I mean, I yeah, think you can embrace aware. that title. Well, yeah. He's, and, and, and listen, you guys, I love it. Yeah, he's so being celebrated not, for yeah, it. This I, is that's, not a I'm, He's, in fact, being objectified for it. I'm kind, 100%. And I'm kind of thrilled if, like, other people aren't into that. I'm like, good. That's Then that's mine. Then those are the mine. That level that level and lower is mine. Uh-huh. And then, of course, he, he'll always be like, well, yeah, I like taller guys. And I'm like, well, they're all taller guys. Aren't they? Like, <laughs> sure. At that point, it's, yeah. <laughs> everyone's a taller guy. So what is it about shorter guys? It grabs yeah, you. I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I think back to, like, who were, like, my original... 
like crushes growing up and like what it had to do with and Stanley Tucci in It Could Happen to You was like when he's eating the cashews and the towel and he was shorter Giovanni Ribisi was like a big crush of mine and they're all I look back and I'm like okay these are all like short guys this is what it is and I don't know what it is because like you know I I don't and short guys aren't always they're small and Mm -hmm. I don't want to like feel like a a whale like in sitting next to them or like walking down the street and there's always uh, memes of like people like walking down the street with, like a giant person. I'm like, is this what people see when I'm walking next to him? Like, yeah. this is hi, this is my child. But <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi is sexy. Oh, thank you. Thank it's, it's an you. odd one. Thank but I find you. him very sexy. Oh, me too. Always but, have. But it's kind of ruined now because he's a Scientologist. Yeah. No. Wasn't he always? Not in my mind. Uh, yeah. I didn't know I don't what that think was. People were aware of it. No yeah. one's ever a Scientologist until you find out. You know what? Mm-hmm. I give a dispensation to second generation Scientologists. Okay. So they didn't have a choice in it. I was but raised like, Catholic. I didn't have a choice. You know? Yeah, but he still is. Yeah. Well, I mean, is he still really active? He's not he on defend, inactive. He defends it. Does he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, he also left Cat Power, who's my favorite singer, for. A model who was like twenty years younger than him or something, and now oh, they have kids and stuff. So I, see. yeah, Giovanni Ribisi, not, not for me. me. All right, still sexy though. He's very sexy. You can't. That's that's he's my type. Okay. Um, what was going on when you were younger in terms of coming out? And because you were dating guys in college. Yeah, where was like? where was college? Uh, college was in New York. I went to NYU, uh-huh. and it was. I went to. Um, I le- I graduated high school early and moved to New York. I was. I grew up in a small town. It wasn't like I was. You know, I felt um, closet. Like couldn't come out. I just didn't want to. I did um, summer stock theater before my senior year of high school with my sister up in Vermont, and it was kind of like my summer. My mother always tells the story that she. She told my uh, sister, you know, Scott's probably going to want to experiment or like, you know, just he's he's figuring himself out. My mother says that she knew I was gay from the time I came out of of her. Yeah. She's like, oh, I got a gay one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did I come out with jazz hands? Um, so I did summer stock and I had a girlfriend, but the, I had a girlfriend, but I was also like in my journal. I have journal entries that are like, I love this girl. I'm going to marry this girl. I made out with Matt behind the barn. Good night. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. love Scott. And so I don't think, so I got back to high school and was like, I can't be here. I graduated and moved to New York with my sister. I wasn't going to go to college. I was just like, here I am. I'm in dance class and I'm, I was in musical theater and auditioning and, and then 9-11 had just happened and George Bush was talking about reinstating the drafts and my mother was like, if you're not in college, you'll be the first to go. And I was like, really? In my purple Speedo? Um, and so we applied to college together. She like, you know, was forcing me to and got in and I was like, all right, I'm going to go to college. Went to college and already out because I was in New York and just figured this was me. I'm going to be out and slowly came out to friends and family. And it was easy. NYU is a very easy You're college. You're gay until to be, It's gay by May. That's yeah. the NYU way, they say, also. Wow. What um, studio were you in? I was in Playwrights. Oh, nice. I was in Playwrights all four years. What dorm did you live in your freshman year? Freshman year, I was in Rubin, nice. which is on Fifth Ave. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year, I was in Water Street. Me too. You were, yeah. I feel like, why, why do you think we've had this conversation? We probably have. We probably have. I was drunk. Uh, and so probably I was too. <laughs> um, I don't even think that exists anymore. The Water Street door. I hope not. I don't I think mean, it's there. God, that was grim. It was beautiful what? building. It was an incredible building, but waking up late for class was just like, you're not going to class. Yeah. You live too far away. <laughs> What was like? What was an NYU freshman dorm like? 
Well, the, like Ruben, where Scott I was in a lived, triple, so I had two roommates. I, oh, yeah. that was very real. I had friends in in those triples, but I also like it, and with like one bathroom, and it was just the kind of thing where I look back on it, I'm like, you, you sleep five feet away from somebody in like a little bed, and you know, giant box TV on on my my dresser, mm-hmm. but I would like, I would, I think I would like bring boys home, which is like. Oh man, I sorry Corey if you ever hear this. Just just waking up in a twin bed with somebody sitting there. I'm like, why let somebody come stay the night? I'm disgusting. But are are you still friends with those roommates? I am not. Okay. I am not. Maybe that's because you brought so many guys. I don't know. Well, I well probably. I don't know. I, I was. I don't think I stayed there that much. I, I also had like cut out bags, like Abercrombie and Fitch bags, like taped to my wall, which is so oh, gross wow. when I think about this. Like I'm like these guys aren't even my type. I like them short. I like them short and a little weird looking. Sometimes. But I mean, on a on a uh, the cover of a catalog, you the can imagine them any. Bag. But like literally, yeah. just like the could bag. I be any gayer? Just like literally collage of this. I'm like, this is what I should do, right? I think I picked just like Justin Timberlake. It's just like, woo! What a what a life! What a what a time to be alive. That's a, but you got to do that at the age you should do that. This is true. This right? is true. I didn't get to it in high school. I think yeah. I had you know Santa Bullock on my wall or sure. something, and so now yeah. was my chance to. Were, yeah, I was like, I need pictures. I'm going shopping at Abercrombie. <laughs> Own it. Just the bag, please. But and then in your first professional job out of school, you go from playing a straight role to a gay role. Yeah. And when you came out of that, what happened? Well, it was the, there was a when my brother back in it was like right uh, before I had uh, come out or uh, the character had changed on the soap. Uh, I was always out, and there was this uh, article that my brother did in The Advocate and where he talked about his gay brother or whatever, and then all of a sudden, everything blew up, and they're like, oh, my God, Chris outs his brother, and I would just be hearing from so many people being like, oh, my God, are you so mad at him? My brother called me, like, apologizing. I was like, he didn't he didn't out me. I've, I'm out. Like, I've been out. Maybe he outed me to people that didn't even know me and didn't even know I existed. So it was just like this big thing. And then, and then from then on out, it was sort of like, I am a gay actor, which I was always, I never wanted to be a not out actor. I, 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 people are always asking when you wanted to, uh, when you decided to be an out actor. I say, well, I decided to be an out person when I was 18 acting. I never even thought twice about it, about not being out of the closet because when I finally came out, it was like, I can't, this is, it's too, it's been too hard. It's been too hard for 18 years. And I don't want to even think about that anymore. And so now when you see people that are, you know, whether you know they're gay or if I I know actors that aren't out, I know people that aren't out and it's because they're afraid. They're afraid of their careers getting hurt and stuff. And it just kind of sucks that that's even a thing because, Mm. you know, you need, we need the allies. We need the people out there and they're not always there. You kind of got to skip the stage that normal, a guy who is a leading man type would have to go through, especially then, not that this was that long ago, but which was which would be your reps all telling you like, hey, we get it and we're on your side. Yeah, like, we need to kind of keep a lid on it and just like build things up a little bit more. Yeah, well, I kind of yeah, I, I I was out before I even kind of had the the representation and and when I my first agent out of um out of college, I started working as a little intern at Abrams. And this one agent that I was working for, stuffing envelopes, just kept being like, well, are you? I was like, yeah, I'm at NYU. And he started submitting me for things. And that was the, how I got One Life to Live. And 
started working with him. And the the bummer of of it all was that like when I you finally are out, then it just sort of, <clears throat> at least for 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 me then they were only submitting me for gay gay yeah. things, and it was just like, well, I don't have to just do that, and you know, yeah. And then also there is, you know, a big gay media outlet framing your story as as not your story. Yeah. It's not a story about an out gay young actor with like a prime television, you know, yeah. role, like a big role mm-hmm. on a daytime. It's like, oh, this is like it's filtered through the straight brother. Well, and th- exactly. That but- seems Crazy. It's, you know, it it is what it is. I, well, and that's why, and I always look back on it. I'm like, I was on the show and then the Advocate article happened and I'm like, did they, are they changing this character gay because they're like capitalizing? Which if they are, cool. It got, yeah. it got me work. I had a job. There was um, big drama though later on. The girl, the woman that they cast to play, to play or the woman that played um, the mother of David Fumero on the show, the character of Christian, um, her name was... Uh, Patricia Mousery or something, something like that. She uh, was coming back to, you know, do a couple episodes and my character lived with, with the Christian character and she wouldn't, uh, didn't want to do the scenes, didn't about, uh, she didn't believe in gay, whatever, didn't feel comfortable doing it. And it was like this big controversy, like, what are we going to do? And they ended up re, uh, recasting her. And wow, she had nice. been on the show before, and it was kind of like, oh, that feels good to be almost protected, yeah. not even just me, but being gay in, in general. And wow. what was dating like when you were on the soap? Kind of non-existent. I, uh, I, I, I never really dated that much. Anytime, like, I, it would be, like, dates. It would be, like, for a couple months here, a couple months there. I just, I had, like, my friends. I liked to have a lot of fun. And, like, like I said, this is, I'm 35 years old and just had my first year-long relationship. So, but I did my 20s. I did, did my 20s. I did my 20s very well. I'm proud of, proud of my 20s. Not proud of everything, but proud of most of them. If sure. we had did a musical montage of Scott Evans's 20s at dating, what would we see? What what would the like oh, recurring I don't know, be? but I'd like to see the the things the the comment section after people saw that. They're like there I like that's I'm sorry to anyone if I didn't text you back. It's you breaking the hearts of a lot of short guys? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think I breaking the hearts of a lot of guys that probably weren't short enough. Oh. That's it's not, it's not your, it, it's nothing they did. And they just were five, ten. Can't have it. <laughs> Can't have it. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's so funny. So what, uh, what, tell me through, uh, talk me through the small town in, uh, in Massachusetts. Which one, which one was it? Uh, was Sudbury, it? Massachusetts. Uh-huh. It is, it's not like, uh, you know, it's, it's basically like houses and trees. We just, I think when I was in high school, we got our first like fast food type, like a Dunkin' Donuts, but it wasn't even in like a Dunkin' Donuts building with the pink and orange lettering. It was like gold lettering. It's, um, my, the, the town, it touches, uh, Concord and like, it's close to like Lexington, all the historic towns. Sure. And, you know, I grew up 10 minutes from the old North bridge and Louisa May Alcott's house. And so that was like always a big thing. I think Paul Revere like rode through Sudbury, you know, all that stuff. And so it was a small town, but it wasn't, I didn't feel, um, uh, sheltered or anything. It was a very, my high school was very liberal. We, 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 um, 
yeah, it, I didn't ever feel like I came from a town where I needed to get out. It was more like I wanted to get out. I spent, I, I kept journals from the time I was like 15 years old and it was just, everything is just about girls and it's just all about like which girl I like this week. Oh, I guess, you know, I have had a relationship longer than a year. My, my middle school and high school girlfriend. Uh-huh. Hi, Bethany. Middle school um, and high school. Oh, Bethany was the, the love of, of my very young life. How, what kind of a span are we talking? She, we, it was like middle school for about a year or two. And then in high school, I was, um, I, I don't blame this, but I was a very, um, Hefty child. Yeah. So shall we say. I didn't go through puberty until I was like 18 either, which was yeah. like such a bummer. Um, but then there was this other guy named Scott that she also was like dating or wanted to be with. And it was just, you know, it was like note writing. And I was just truly in love with her for a very long time. And then I had this other girlfriend named Emma whose name is, like, still part of some of my passwords to, like, log on to things, which I think is so funny. Uh, Why would I change it? It's just, it's up there. <laughs> She's still one of my great friends. So. Sure. Yeah. But these are, these are, like, these are safe relationships. You know what I mean? Totally. There's- oh, it's, oh, one of the, my favorite stories that Emma tells to this day is just we'd be, <laughs> we'd be, like, at high school parties, and, you know, you'd find a room somewhere, and we'd be making out, and maybe a little touching of the boobies, whatever, and she says that any time it would get close to like my my pant buckle like any or hand whatever she says that I would just immediately stop and just be like wait what'd you say and she's like <laughs> and she's like and she'd be like I didn't say anything and I'd be like you bitch yeah. and like I'd get up and I'd run out like Emma's a bitch like you don't even want to know what she said and she'd come out just being like I didn't do anything wow just, true I just, gaslighting I picked yeah. a fight every time it got close <laughs> so I'm like I, I can't believe you do that to me gotta oh, get out of here wow. well just cause if she went any lower she'd see that there wasn't that much true interest I suppose yeah yeah <laughs> You know, in the spirit of forgiveness that this show is is uh, is engendering today, uh, <laughs> is there anything you'd like to say to Emma? Uh, no, Emma is uh, married with kids now. Still one of my close friends. Mm-hmm. I love her to death, mm-hmm. and she just—it's just so funny because because also I did like the theater and I did all these things, and I I was like the the funny best friend to like all the girls. I think I choreographed their like senior dress up day, uh, bring it on. I, I think dance. you did too. I won. I, <laughs> And not think I did. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, and then when I finally like came out, it was just like that people would be like, oh, oh, I guess that makes total sense. But yeah. no one ever really like thought it, which is, except for like my mother, obviously. Sure. But it's just so funny to me that it was just such a surprise. I'm like, I literally checked all yeah. the boxes. Who was the first Sudbury boy to turn your head? Uh,. In high school, like, that I went to high school with or, like, growing up? Growing up. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I did, um, I, I can't, I'm not going to name, like, names or anything, but I did a bad thing when I was probably, like, a, at the end of, like, my senior year. There was a kid that I grew up with that was a couple years younger that had actually dated my little sister, like when they were like 11 or something. And he was 16, 17, I was 18 or something. And we were doing a summer show and I knew he was, uh, he was gay, even though he wasn't out. And like, he knew I was, even though I wasn't out. And we kind of had like a little fool around thing. And then at the cast party, he fooled around with my best girlfriend. And I was just like, what the fuck? 
like is going on. I know. And then it came out later that I did it. And my mother's like, how could you do that to Shanna? I was like, they dated when they were 10. They held hands. Like, calm down. I, yeah, I, I, I hope your sister did not care about this. No, she doesn't she care. We laugh about it now. And I, I'm still that, that particular person is actually someone that lives in LA. And I'm sure everybody knows that we grew up together. He's a comedian. He's a gay comedian. And height? On this uh, he's probably five nine, five ten. Mm, okay, got it. Yeah, doomed to failure. Cut. This relationship. Yeah. Um, but you and the guy have been together for thirteen months and counting. Yeah, thirteen and a half months and an hour and a half. And are you? Do you talk about uh, other steps? Is there uh, moving in together we on the horizon? Already lived together. Hey, okay. how long was we that? We did it. We did it. His, um, it, we did it in March. So we did it nine months into it. Um, which his it was his lease was up, and so we discussed it. And my roommate was moving out, and it was sort of just like, well, let's. I mean, why not just do this? We got to a point. Like I had, I had, had exes where. Like my last ex, we were together like seven, eight months and I'd spend the night with him maybe like two nights a week, three nights a week. But with this guy, it was like almost every night. And so it was kind of like, it just gets to a point yeah. where I, do, do we just, what is the big deal? What are the rules? There's all these rules. And it's like, let's just do it. If we don't like it, he's just added on to my list. We don't like it. Get the fuck out. Or, you know, we'll figure something out. But it has been kind of almost too good i think i'm you know i'm I'm waiting for something to to go wrong but hmm. it hasn't we're we're f- surprisingly good at communicating so i think that and is this the longest relationship you think because he is different or you're different um i think it, i think i'm definitely different and definitely more mature well and just like i i think you know it was never that like i was horrible in relationships. It was just like, I just didn't always necessarily want one, but you know, you find someone you like, you want to hang out with them all the time. And then you realize, Oh shit, I've been hanging out with you for five months. And are we, are we boyfriend? Like, what is this? And what do you want? And just with him, it was sort of just like, he's just slowly becoming my, my favorite person. I just like mm. to be around him the most. Do, do you talk about the future beyond living together? Uh, I know. You don't. We, we don't bring that up because we do, and it makes him very uncomfortable, and it's cute. But Are you uncomfortable with the idea? I don't know what I'm comfortable with. I don't know mm-hmm. what I want. I, I, you know, I come from a, a divorced family and a lot of divorce growing up, and I'm a, a firm believer in, you know, why fix it if it ain't broke. And so I'm fine where we are right now. I'm not against marriage. I'm not against having a party and getting a lot of gifts. That's for sure. sure. So that's, that's probably, you know, I'd like a nice Instapot blender or something. Uh, What about kids? Yeah. Uh, I have gone back and forth on kids my whole life. You know, I think that was like one of the first reasons I didn't want to come out is because I was like, no, I'm not going to come out. I want, I want a family. I want a house. I want kids. And, and there's not realizing that I can do that yeah. even by coming, which is, which is the most insane thing. I, I remember I have definitely have journal entries where I say like, I'm going to marry a girl because I want kids. And that was yeah. it. And so now that I can, my older sister has kids and I think it's helped me realize that I don't think, I don't think I do. I think I, one day maybe I'll adopt. My little sister's adopted. I'm all about adoption. Maybe adopt like an older an older kid that's like lost in the system, even like 10, 12, that has issues that needs someone that's not going to get adopted. The baby steps, the, 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 the younger kids, my niece and nephews, I'll hang out with them. And at the end of the day, you get to kind of like give them back. 
and not worry about where they're getting their next meal and they're sleeping. And my sister doesn't sleep anymore. It's carpools. She's got three kids. And it's just like, I get to, I get to do whatever I want today. And she just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and, so I, I, and even when I'm like, you know, I take the kids for the day, she's still, you have to take them back at the end of the day. Yeah. You do. It's just, and, and I think about all the stress, like my mother, even if I, I call her, she still worries about me. I'm 35 years old. The job doesn't end at 18 when the kids leave. She's, this is a lifelong worry ball, stress ball. Mm-hmm. Just it's it's a good payoff, but I'm a great uncle, and I'm okay with all my yeah. siblings having kids. If you're not super called to it, yeah. the world's got plenty of people. Yeah. I thought there's there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, I'm in a similar place because I have a friend who brings her three year old every Sunday to swim this summer, and it's the best. And it's such a fun tradition. It's so fun getting close to a, having a kid think you're cool and fun. Yeah. But I am exhausted. I'm completely depleted by the time they go, I, I, and I I'm, and then I'm like, wow, that's that's the rest of the well, day and the rest. And it's of also the- scary. It's also like even when I'm babysitting, if they get up and leave the room, it's just like where. where if I realize ten seconds, I didn't know where they were. Where where the hell did they oh, go? What are they one? doing? Are they putting oh. them in bed? I'm just like, are you gonna breathe? Are you gonna? Are you? What if your blanket? I. It is. I am just a worry. I would be the worst helicopter parent ever. I wouldn't let them do shit. I'd be mm-hmm. so scared. Well, I would like to do this for many more hours, but I think we have to let you go. You got a table I mean, read to get to, my friend. I do. I got some stuff to do. Scott Evans, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Scott Evans. Thank you, Scott Evans. I can't believe we didn't even get into this. Scott Evans and I share an ex-boyfriend. Is that true? A a short person. What? (laughs) Uh, And it was, I mean, it's a a non-story, but I, Mm. I, you know, I was wondering if he had any memories from, it was also a period of time where I was, as I said, drunk all the time. Mm. But, uh, you know, and he's still, we're both still friends with him and he's a, a total sweetheart. Yeah, um, as a Scott, a total sweetheart. Yes. A joy. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everyone here at Earwolf. Thank you, Ben Weiss, for the music. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. See you next week.